0: The Colts returned to their house of horrors this Sunday, but now someone who used to be part of the problem might actually be part of their solution. Let's get to it. You are locked on Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your
1: team every day.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts and Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Price Picks, which is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use code in all lowercase Locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome to the show, everybody. Jake Arthur here from HorseshoeHuddle.com. Also got my guy, Tony Wiggins. And I know you guys, uh, the Colts fans, you always love when Tony is on here and we're chatting with him. I don't know about the Locked on Jags listeners. They like hearing from (laughs) Zach and me, but everyone everyone on the Colts side seems to appreciate you, Wiggins.
1: I I don't think they like nobody. I don't think Locked on Jaguar fans like nobody. So
0: it's good right that's how that's how titans fans are too but Mm -hmm. i digress uh so today we're going to catch you guys up we're going to take you all the way through sunday's colts jaguars matchup which you could catch every snap of the action with Sirius xm on the sxm app search either colts or jaguars so we're just going to kind of fly through the biggest storylines for each team going into this thing remember they already faced in week one so there's familiarity there uh the most important matchups that are going to make or make or break things and then ultimately what is going to lead to a win for either side, and we'll give you our predictions as well. So Wig, I will uh open the floor to you, but I'll preface it by saying ever is it Everbank Stadium now. Is that right?
1: It, it it you know what it went from TIA bank back mm-hmm. to uh Everbank Field and and they're gonna build a new one, so it's gonna be something else
0: pretty soon, maybe. But yeah, Duval. Duval yeah, Duval. It, 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 Duval. Uh, Not been chill for the Colts whatsoever. Uh, They haven't won there since 2014. Since then, you know, 2015 was a 51, 16 Jags win 2017, 30 to 10, 2018, which was one of the best Colts offenses in a while, six to zero. It's not been great. And then the Colts hit absolutely rock bottom over the last couple of years, 26 to 11 loss at the end of 2021. And then they started 2022 with a 24 to zero loss. So What's the biggest storyline for you guys? Because there's got to be a pretty big comfort level.
1: Uh, the biggest storyline is just to maintain consistency. They have to win games that they're supposed to win. And uh, they beat the Bills, but they lost to Houston. Yeah. So the thing is, is the they haven't found that consistency that they really want. And they got pretty close to it last week offensively especially in the first half but they just have to find a way to be consistent regardless of who the opponent is and what streak is on and what curse is on i guarantee you the the messages that they have down there is you got to watch these guys this is a divisional game a team with uh, some good trenches on both sides of the ball playing with a gamer of a quarterback just don't get caught slipping I, i think it's right now with jacksonville it's me versus we it's it's us we can't beat ourselves And Mm -hmm. if we don't beat ourselves, it's going to be very, very hard for somebody else outside of a few teams to come in here and beat us.
0: That's how it's been for the Colts at times. But, man, I I mean, looking at this, the most glaring thing is they played without Anthony Richardson before, of course. He's had a a couple injuries that has already cost him some time. But now he's on IR. He's going to be out at least a minimum of four weeks. So now we know for indefinitely – that mm-hmm. this is a Garner Minshew offense, someone you guys are obviously very familiar with. So what is that going to look like, As, uh, particularly against this defense? Because Shane Steichen doesn't just tailor the offense the same every week. It's very, very dependent on the defense. So we saw how ugly things got for the Colts, for example. Like they couldn't run the ball to save their life in week one. Uh, so how how are things going to look with Gardner Minshew as the quarterback now? That, that's that's kind of what we're looking at. And then something I asked Shane Steichen today, but he kind of downplayed. I asked, you know, is there a different attitude in the building this week? Because again, it's been since 2014 that the Colts have won in Jacksonville, and Gardner Minshew obviously spent a couple years though, started started his career there. Is there a you know we want to we want to win for Gardner type of thing? Is there any? change in attitude and it was kind of you know every new year is a new thing you can't pay attention to the past I think. yeah so, well
1: well they'd be they you know, it, it wouldn't do him any good because one of the laziest things I think you'll probably hear out of somebody's mouth this week is uh they know Gardner very well actually mm-hmm. they don't he didn't play for them he played for Urban Meyer he didn't he didn't play for, yeah
0: very different uh, quarterback
1: yeah didn't play for Doug Peterson didn't play for for uh didn't play while the defense coordinator was on staff None of that stuff so mm-hmm. um as far as the fans the fans remember the Gardner Minshew, minchu uh, uncle rico days and mania mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and he'll get a nice applause because it was it was he was a bright spot during a, a rough time you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that was when everybody was locked in the house and, oh, wow. and and also when the franchise was just at an all-time low so um and, and he was one of the guys that went out and just looked like he was giving it his all every week, even when the team wasn't winning. So there's a there's a nice warm spot. But outside of too much crazy stuff, that's about it. Nobody's going to want to see him not do well and nobody's going to want to see him do good. And um, that's what that's one of those storylines in this game that probably needs to just not even be. What What's the biggest things to me is the fact that Richardson isn't there and right. because he's not there. That kind of tells you uh, a little bit from a macro perspective what the Jaguar fans have to have to and the coach fans have to watch out for. It, and that is he has to stay healthy. You know, mm-hmm. this is twice. This is twice already in a rookie season. and Everybody always talks about these big quarterbacks. He's six, 250 pounds. And he's just, he is not running against guys that are smaller than him. Right. I'm sorry, when when you see some of these linebackers and how they are and how big they are, they see him coming, they, it's not like Derrick Henry where it's a guy who's trained and and has practiced for years protecting himself when he runs. He's a quarterback. And once he sets out as a runner, all those rules that protect him go away. And they're going to chop on him and they're going to hit him and they're going to bang against him. So the biggest thing uh, right now is I wanted to see, I was shocked where he was, at the beginning of the year. It's too mm-hmm. bad we don't see five, six weeks in if he's even improved to give us an idea of his career track and a little bit of his arc and where he's going. So we won't know yeah. that again until next year.
0: Yeah, I, I will say he has gotten better since then. I mean, I I think he like just kind of you mentioned he looked ahead of schedule, uh, par, probably particularly as a passer. He was probably having his best game as a passer before he he left last week. So uh that's a bummer, you know. He got knocked out of that C.J. Stroud one as well. He's not going to play against Bryce Young, so that's that's kind of a very small footnote of you know eh, kind of getting taken from those young QB matchups. But mm-hmm. uh, here in a, a minute, we're going to talk about some matchups that should make uh, make or break this whole thing. What's going to make the biggest difference in the game? But first, let's bring you a word from our sponsors. Testing my skills on Prize Picks this football season. Is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Really interested to see what they have to say about the running game for the Colts. It was a Deion Jackson-led group last time, and Anthony Richardson played. You take away what Richardson did, and it was non-existent from the running backs. But now you've got Zach Moss on a hot streak. Jonathan Taylor is back in game two with his action getting ramped up. Uh, so definitely need to check back on Price Picks close to game time to see what those projections will be. Go to PricePicks.com slash NFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. And football season is obviously here, and locked on is kicking up our coverage with locked on NFL kickoff live. Each Friday, locked on will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every locked on NFL YouTube channel, locked on Colts, locked on Jaguars. Hosts Tanitra, Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchups. Fantasy lineups, betting angles, all of it. Plus, you get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else, like me and Tony. That's exactly what you're looking for here. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. All right, Wiggs. So these matchups, again, we've been through this before week one, not long ago. What are you circling now in this matchup, whether it's offense and or defense for the Jaguars? What are you really looking at when it comes to the Colts that's going to make a big difference?
1: Okay, so the Jaguars' pass rush has been maligned. It's it's still one of the things that is being really, really talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Going against a a Colts offensive line, that is considered pretty talented, right? Now, there's this want to and desire for those guys to get sacks. This week is the wrong week to break discipline when trying to get those sacks. And mm-hmm. I know people are going to go, Gardner Minshew ain't a better runner than Anthony Richardson. No, he's not. But I tell you what he does really, really well. He passes the ball off schedule. Mm-hmm. So now, if you create these little alleys for him and allow him to use his little getaway car, you got to understand something. He is running to try to find room to throw the ball. And and he will do it off schedule. Whenever you play Gardner Minshew, and this is the experience that I have covering him, you always want him to uh, stay on schedule if you're playing against him. Don't don't give him alleys. Make him beat you from the pocket. He can make some throws from the pocket, but he ain't going to kill you from there. So the thing is, is when you give him all it, when he turns this into a playground play, that's when you're in trouble because he'll throw it. Not just run it, he'll throw it. And that's why I think he's very, very dangerous. So the matchup for the Jaguars is the thing that you've been wanting to do all year. You can't get so caught up in trying to do that, that you allow him to do exactly what makes him so special. So uh, be very, very careful on the pass rush. You want to rush, but you want to stay in control. Make him stay in the pocket. Do not let him be able to scramble to throw.
0: Yeah, it feels like gap discipline for the defense would be pretty important on that one. And I know what you mean. I was I was been pretty impressed with Minshew in terms of how he is able to scramble and deliver the ball from odd arm angles. He also loves to like pass around guys. He he does this these matrixy type things all the time. Uh, that's just not something you would expect until you actually watch him. So uh, definitely know what you mean there. Uh, so for me on the Colts offensive side of it. I really want to see what the tight ends, particularly Drew Ogletree and Kylan Granson, could do against those Jaguars linebackers. Uh, They had an okay game last time. Uh, Ogletree one catch for twenty yards and was knocked out with a concussion from the game, Uh, but he's back and he's had a nice, solid little slate of games. Uh, I think you know seven. You know he did have seven catches, almost all of them for first downs at one point. Uh, So he's been really productive. Kylan Granson, uh, the first few games of the year was doing really well, just picking up yards, moving the chains, and things like that. Uh, so I think from the Colts' offensive perspective, uh, get those shorter guys—you know—the the shorter routes going. Because again, with Gardner, uh, the downfield passing game is not exactly unlocked with him. Uh, he loves the the rhythmic West Coast type stuff. Get the ball, you know, where the where the defense is offering it, and a lot of times that is going to be the tight ends. Uh, so and if I'm looking on the defensive side of the ball, DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart had standout performances back in week one. They've had some quiet moments in the last couple weeks. Uh, but just looking at it, it looks like the Jaguars interior offensive line has still had some struggles in some areas. I'm looking for I don't want to say a bounce back because they haven't had poor play. But let's have another all pro type of performance from that that package for the Colts, uh, you know, disrupting. Trevor Lawrence up the middle. You have to do something to him because he makes some unreal throws that I'll get to later. Uh, But, Guy, you got to do something to disrupt Lawrence because he is just a magician.
1: Doesn't it seem like these games between the Colts and the Jaguars fall into the coaching cliche of coming down to turnovers? It just seems like the team that is able to protect the football, is they're also the ones that are able to to get out of that arena with a win. And the team that turns the ball over – and and that's not earth shattering, right? That's like mm-hmm. something that we've all heard since we were playing in little league. But if there was a if there was a a, a perfect game or a perfect series for that, this is it. The Jags and the Coast because it's always come down to who's able to protect the football, who's able to make um, obviously kicks and field goals, and, and do all of those little things. So for me, also with the, with the Jaguars this week, the thing that they really really have to watch out for is. <clears throat> starting off slow and allowing the coach to get into a rhythm either with the running game or that short passing game and using those big receivers on slants and creating second and short or second and mid and then using the running game or vice versa and continuing to get first downs because at some point even in the game that they play early in this year the coach got a little bit of a run because they were able to continue drives and keep drives going so uh, that's going to be the thing too. Don't get lulled into this. Okay. We got all day to get it done. And then all of a sudden the coach got all of his confidence and now you're scrambling the Jaguars need to try to get off to a really, really good start and put the, uh, the onus on the coach to try to change the the flow of the game as opposed to the, the Jacksonville Jaguars trying to pick it up late.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that'll be interesting. I, I, something else I wanted to mention here as well. So a big theme in week one was Calvin Ridley his, Welcome to the Jaguars game, essentially. Um, he's not going to be stopped. Uh, the Colts secondary, or the cornerbacks at least, are are already different uh, than what they were before. Dallas Flowers out for the year with an Achilles, and Daryl Baker Jr., who was the other starting outside corner, he basically got replaced due to performance. Uh, that game wasn't the only poor performance that he had. He kind of slipped up against Houston as well. So now they got two rookies starting. Uh, Juju Brents and Jalen Jones now those are both two lengthy physical guys who love to harass the ball when it's in the air I am very interested to see how they respond to this matchup DeAndre Hopkins did very very well last week had a season high with 140 yards Uh, so I don't think Calvin Ridley is going to be stopped by any means maybe not even contained Uh, but I do want to see if these guys are able to give it more fight than their predecessors were able to back in week one. And I know a big chunk of that was Trevor Lawrence. Uh, just the throws he were he was able to make. Him and Ridley already seem to have a pretty good connection. Ridley just converts what Lawrence was able to provide. Uh, but both those players were playing lights out. So I want to see how the Colts' young secondary responds
1: yeah i think that's a good one and and one of the things that uh has kind of haunted jacksonville at least until last week was trevor getting off to a little bit of a slow start in every game because he was excited mm-hmm. uh, but you're right the game against the colts earlier this year and this game last week they played against buffalo they got calvin really going early it's gonna come you're gonna see the jaguars play the hits you're gonna see them go etn ridley ingram yeah um and kirk mix in a little zay jones if he's healthy but You may see somebody touch the ball other than those guys in the first quarter, but I guarantee you 98% of those snaps are going to come from those guys before they go to the second running back and the third running back. They're going to play the hits until they get control of the game.
0: Yeah, I feel like when it comes to Jags, Colts, everyone for the Jaguars who should perform really well always does. like They they don't have sleepy performances from the guys who are actually supposed to make a difference. So uh, coming up here in a minute, What is gonna lead to a win for either of these teams and ultimately who is gonna win? But first, another word from our sponsors over at Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught on underprepared. Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using our code Locked On at checkout on JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-E-Medical.com. All right, Wig. Time to put you on the spot, man. I, I think I think from a Jaguars' perspective, they have every reason to be uh, optimistic. They've beaten the Colts. They own the Colts in Jacksonville. I believe you're riding a two-game winning streak. So, what do you think on this one?
1: Um, I you know I got the Jaguars winning. I think they they won two in a row. Uh, they're starting to feel good about themselves. Uh, they've had that uh, obligatory blip in the you know in the season when they uh, lost. To uh when they lost at home to Houston. And nobody knew at the time Houston was actually really, really improved. All we saw mm-hmm. Houston, you know, we saw a quarterback get sacked, you know, in the first two weeks eleven times, and then the Jaguars not be able to get to him. But uh so people don't feel as bad about that uh as they did earlier. Um, but they had that scare, and then they had a little bit of a scare the first week in um, London against the Falcons. So now they know. They know what you have to do. They're going to scrape and scratch and they're going to try to uh, probably get a little bit of a lead, play with confidence. They got to run the football. They have to protect the football. And and then they have to stop the run, obviously, on the other side on defense. So I got the Jags winning this game. Uh, I'm not going to go crazy with it, though. I'll say they win the game 27-20.
0: Okay. Yeah, I've got a one-score game as well. Uh, So I I think offensively, again, I mentioned it earlier, the Colts – could not run the ball at all in the first game. You took away Anthony Richardson's contributions, and the running backs put up 16 carries for 25 yards. Just non-existent, essentially. Now, that was Deion Jackson as the lead back. Zach Moss was just a week away from returning from his broken arm. Jonathan Taylor was on pup. Uh, now they've completely transformed. They're one of the top run, rushing attacks in the league now. Uh, Zach Moss is top five in the league despite missing that week one. Uh, things are different. Now, Richardson will not be there, uh, but he hasn't been the catalyst really since Zach Moss came back. Uh, so Jack, the, Jackson, the Jaguars are one of the top run defenses in the league as well. But that's mm-hmm. what we said about Tennessee last week also. And un, I thought the Colts would do well against the run against the Tennessee Titans, but not to that extent. Like they blew up. And I think they will control things a little better. I think they'll have a much better standing than they did in Week One, because um, that also it, it, it disrupted the entire offense. They were two of twelve on third down as well, right? Because they, you know, they had second and longs. They had the long, the long down and distances. So I think running the ball for them will be huge. Uh, defensively, again, I think they have to get after Trevor Lawrence, uh, and they have to be in position. It's it's kind of corny to say do your job and everything be in position and all that. But Trevor Lawrence is going to just make some alien goofy things happen. Cause that's what he does, especially okay. against the Colts. Like he's going to do things where defenders just have no ability to eliminate the, the threat basically. Uh, so just be in your spot and try and limit those because he's going to do things you can't combat. So just try and not let them run away with it. Uh, ultimately though, I don't think the Colts come out on top of this one. I'm gonna say I think it's gonna be pretty physical and a kind of a defensive game. I will say the, the Jaguars take it 20 to 17 on this one.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. I thought 27-20 might be a little high, but I, I just figured the Jags would be doing some things offensively. But it sounds good. I think we're gonna have a, a real good game uh this weekend. Um it'll it'll really show where they are. The Jaguars get the four and two, and they're sitting in a pretty good spot. They'll probably be favored to win the two games, the next two games after that. You're looking at six and two going into the meat of their schedule. So, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, in, in terms of the Colts, I'm I'm impressed by their head coach. I really like the way he calls the games and we can look at the results, but uh, I like the way he calls the game. I like that the owner bent the knee a little bit and gave the running back some money. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It almost makes you think like, okay, with the first year of a new coach and a rookie quarterback, why the hell didn't you do that three weeks ago? <laughs> you know, it yeah. just kind of drives me crazy a little bit when people, you know, shovel poop on themselves. But uh, we don't care here in Jacksonville. He can keep doing that all day. You know, we want right, him yeah. to keep doing boneheaded things and I'm making like those it. mistakes. Right. So, interesting game. It'll be a chance for some guys to really uh, – the Jaguars to get some – they'll start implementing some guys back. Cam Robinson will be back for a second game. Dewan Smoot might play. Uh, after missing early this year and most of last the second half of last season with an Achilles injury he may get a chance to get some some playing time the difference between this game and week one for the fans who you'll see a much cleaner and a a much clearer representative of what both of these teams are because they've gotten the kinks out now the only difference like I said with the kid not playing you know for coach fans it sets it back a little bit for the Jaguar fans what you see is you, you, you're you starting to see this team at its absolute best, even though they got some guys still banged up. But at least they got that out of their system early, and now those guys appear to be on the mend, and they'll have their best team uh, on the field in, in a few weeks.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to that one most, is I do think we're seeing a true representation. Yes, there's no Richardson, but we've seen Gardner Minshew for half the time, so we kind of know what that looks like. I think this is a huge measuring stick game for the Colts. Um, not even because like winning in Jacksonville would cure all ills of the past or anything like that. But Jacksonville's a really good team. These teams share the lead in the AFC South right now. This would be kind of another statement win. I mean, the Colts already beat, you know, the Ravens. That was a, a good win. So stacking these type of wins, I think, will be pretty indicative of their, their trajectory moving forward. I, I think they will prove to be a pretty impressive young team if they can do that. I know Jacksonville's not like the Super Bowl favorites or anything, but they're they're definitely if they don't win the division, they're going to be a wild card team. You know, they're that's the playoff team. Uh, so really looking forward to that. Health wise for the Colts, uh, hopefully getting their left tackle back, Bernard Ryman, uh, and then Quitty Pay, defensive mm-hmm. end. So two of the most critical positions: your left tackle and your top edge rusher. Uh, they were full participants in practice today. We're, we're co- recording this Wednesday, uh, so that's a good sign for them to hopefully be available on Sunday for concussions. Uh So, shoot, strength on strength. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this one on Sunday.
1: So am I. It should be fun. I'm. I'm sure locked on Jaguars and locked on Coast fans will enjoy that. Now, I will be doing a postcast after the game, so you guys make sure. Mm-hmm that you, uh, you tune into that if you're on the Locked On Jaguars. But every single day, man, make Locked On Jags and Locked On Coats your first listen because it's your team here every day. And we thank you always for making us your first listen. And shout out to those every day or two.